0: In the middle of a New England winter, most people probably have a tug of longing for the longer, sunnier days of summer. But for millions of Americans, the short days and lack of sunlight that come during the fall and winter really can trigger a serious problem known as seasonal affective disorder, or SAD. And we're gonna learn all about that today from Dr. Mina Garg, a primary care physician with Emerson Hospital. This is HealthWorks here, the podcast from Emerson Hospital. I'm Michael Carice. And Dr. Garg, why don't we start with just a basic description of seasonal affective disorder?
1: Yeah, so seasonal affective disorder, which is, as you said, often called as SAD, is a form of depression that comes and goes with the season. And the most common form of seasonal affective disorder is winter depression, which is a recurring depression that occurs in fall when leaves start to change colors, they start to get shorter and there is less sunlight and then you would notice your symptoms start to improve as spring or summer arrives. Some people do have episodes of depression that start in the spring or summer, but that is not as common as winter depression.
0: So why does this happen? Why why do doctors think people start to feel blue when there's less light?
1: The researchers still cannot definitively explain why the seasonal-related disorder occurs. There are multiple theories on this, but the primary hypothesis involves uh, the disturbances of circadian rhythm because of increased melatonin, which is a hormone that helps you sleep, and dysregulation of neurotransmitters like serotonin in our brain, which helps to uplift our mood. So they're saying that the change in season and with the less sunlight, there is increased melatonin in our body, and that makes people feel more sluggish and sleepy during the winter time. And similarly, the darkness also affects serotonin levels in our brain. So when there is less sunlight, there is less serotonin, so there is less of that uplifting of mood.
0: I've also heard that it might be connected to vitamin D because when there's more sunlight, you can produce vitamin D.
1: Yes, that is also true. There is also a link with vitamin D deficiency and feeling tired, fatigued, and depressed mood because, again, it is also linked with the sunlight. Less sunlight causes less vitamin D production in our body, and that also can give us the similar kind of symptoms as depression. So sometimes the supplementation of vitamin D can also help with the mood Disorder with, associated with Seasonal Affective Disorder.
0: What ages does it impact? Is it, is it more common when you're a certain age?
1: So, uh, really, anybody can get it. Children, teenagers, young adults, adults, but younger people are more susceptible to this disorder than older people, and women are four times more likely to get it than men. And then there are some risk factors also that plays a role in Seasonal Affective Disorder. So if you have underlying depression, then there is a 15% more chance of you being more depressed in wintertime. And if you have a family history of depression, then that also puts you at higher risk for seasonal affective disorder. And again, then people who live farther away from equator, like us, have higher chances of that also.
0: How can you tell if it's sad or if it's just like, as you were describing before, a lot of people have a change in mood as the change in sunlight occurs, particularly if you're already depressed. How do you know it's seasonal affective disorder?
1: So, you know, we all suffer from some winter blues time to time when it is cold or it's snowing or um, there's a freezing rain outside. You don't want to go out, et cetera. But for some people, these symptoms are so severe that they are unable to work or function normally. And these symptoms are triggered by changes in the season. So they feel down most of the time, and there are more bad days than good days. They have less motivation, and they don't enjoy things they used to enjoy before. So there is increase in appetite, and they crave for sweet and starchy food, and that causes weight gain. They feel lethargy. They want to sleep more. And it also interferes with their relationships with their family and friends. So all these symptoms are associated with, you know, uh, depression, and sometimes they do get more worse during the season change.
0: As a physician, when somebody's coming in with these symptoms, how do you know it's sad? Does it have to be going on for a long period of time, or what are the criteria?
1: Generally we do not use any instrument to screen for seasonal affective disorder verbally ask patients who present with a history of recurrent depressive episodes if the episode occur with a seasonal pattern but there are some self administered seasonal pattern assessment questionnaire available that can also be used to screen and this questionnaire just gives you points on your sleep social activity, mood, weight, appetite, and energy. But again, they are just the screening tool. So if you score high, then you need to be interviewed by a doctor to see if it is just seasonal affective disorder or if there are any other underlying problems like major depression or bipolar disorder that is presenting this way.
0: And could it be, because, you know, a symptom like fatigue or a change in appetite, that could be a lot of different things. So absolutely. how would you know as a doc? How does...
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's true. So that's the reason if when you experience these symptoms, it is important for us to rule out if there's any, you know, vitamin D deficiency going on or if there is a thyroid disorder or if there's any other medical problems going on that is causing these symptoms. And these symptoms actually can co-occur uh, with other psychiatric conditions also, like eating disorders, bipolar disorder, personality disorder. So it is important for you to talk to your doctor to make the right diagnosis for you. Maybe you need some blood work before we diagnose you with uh, the depression, and they can recommend the right treatment for you based on the assessment and the lab work.
0: You're listening to HealthWorks here, the podcast from Emerson Hospital, and our guest is Dr. Mina Garg, who is a primary care physician with Emerson Hospital. We're talking about seasonal affective disorder. So I think we got a pretty good idea of what it is and, and why it's happening. So let's shift to treatment. What are the main ways that this can be tackled?
1: Research has shown that phototherapy, which is also known as bright light therapy, is very effective treatment for sad. The daily exposure to bright light, it helps regulate the body's production of melatonin, and that allows for a more even pattern of sleep and wakefulness. And sometimes we also use antidepressant medications like SSRI or valbutrin alone, or sometimes in combination with light therapy, especially if you have severe illness. We also recommend cognitive behavioral therapy, and that helps you switch your negative thoughts about winter into positive thoughts. And in addition to this, we, we always encourage patients to practice good sleep hygiene, you know, daily walks outside, aerobic exercise, and increase indoor lighting. So there is treatment available, and it is often effective, and maintenance treatment can also prevent future episodes.
0: I think one of the first things you mentioned was the light therapy, and I remember uh, hearing about this before. We actually sit in front of a light box. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. So as I said, you know, bright light therapy is very effective for patients who have sad, and sixty percent of the patients, you know, they respond very well. You can buy this light box from Amazon or any drugstore, and you really don't need a prescription for it, but. There are a few things that you need to really pay attention when you are buying this light box. So you need to make sure that it is designed to filter out harmful ultraviolet light. And the typical recommendation to use 10,000 lux when you buy this. So you need to look for those things on the light box. And the way to use it is uh, you should put this light box at a distance of one to two feet from your face for 30 to 60 minutes every day. and But it is most effective if you use it in the morning between 6 and 10 o'clock. So I think if people experience these symptoms and if they start to use the light box early in fall, it can help with the melatonin and serotonin. Uh, dysregulation.
0: Yeah, so I suppose if you're somebody who's had this problem, it's good to maybe get a jump on it as soon as the season starts to change and start using the light therapy?
1: Yeah, and, you know, not only light therapy, but there are other things that they can, you know, do to prevent or alleviate the seasonal affective disorder. So in addition to light box therapy, I encourage all my patients to go for daily walks outside, even when it is gloomy or cloudy and eat healthy and you know have a good sleep hygiene you know sleep on uh, the fixed time every day wake up in the morning at the fixed time every day so having a hobby you know winter sport or any kind of a hobby that they can develop that keeps them busy as long as they are socially active you know human interaction is important during the winter time also So as long as they're doing all those things in the early fall, that all can help prevent the sad symptoms for them.
0: So it's good to know that there are lots of different things you can try and that are effective because this really does affect a lot of people and it really can be very serious.
1: Yeah, that's true. And there are ways to prevent it. I mean, it might happen every year, but if you take the right steps at the right time, there are great ways to alleviate the symptom.
0: Well, Dr. Garg, I'm afraid we're out of time. We'll have to leave it there, but thanks very much for joining us today to fill us in on SAD.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: To schedule an appointment with Dr. Garg, you can do two things. You can call 978-287-7495. That's 978-287-7495. Or you can go to emersondocs.org, emersondocs, all one word, .org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels or check out the full podcast library for additional topics that might interest you. This is HealthWorks Here, the podcast from Emerson Hospital. Thanks for listening.